Welcome to Weight Loss Doesn't Have to Suck. I'm your host, Kimberly Severson. I am a certified life coach and an advanced certified weight loss coach, and I help my clients love the way they look and feel without the deprivation, restriction, and misery. Diets take over your life. They make you miserable and they don't work long-term, but you don't need them to lose weight. If you are ready to be done with dieting forever, to lose weight in a way that feels like self-care rather than punishment, you are in the right place. Let's go. Hello, hello, my dears. I am so pumped to be here with you today for our Halloween episode. How are we talking about Halloween already? I have no idea. Time is wild. How's it going as you prepare for Halloween? (laughs) Are you guys big Halloween fans? I am like a medium Halloween fan. I don't know. I'm not one of those people that gets crazed and does all the decorating. Although I have to say I am enjoying the effort that some of you are putting into your lawns this year. That seems to really have ramped up lately. (laughs) No, it's Pinterest that's doing this to all of us or TikTok or what. But I've noticed that around my neighborhood, there are very elaborate skeleton displays. One of my neighbors has a whole parade of skeletons in her yard that are dressed up like Wizard of Oz characters. So like there's a Dorothy skeleton and a Tin Man skeleton and a Cowardly Lion skeleton. It's very amusing. It took her some time to build this. And as she was doing it, I was like, I, I didn't get it yet. It didn't hadn't come together. And I was like, what on earth is happening? And then finally, I was like, oh, it's the Wizard of Oz. Got it. And there's another lawn out there in our neighborhood that has a beach scene of skeletons. So as I am going on my periodic thinking walks around the neighborhood, I'm very amused with all of your hard work. Personally, I am not going to take the time to do that, but I love that you are doing it. You're bringing so much joy to my walks. So it's really fun. So we're getting ready for Halloween. While I am not the biggest Halloween person in the world, one of my closest friends very much is. She takes Halloween very seriously and they have a big party at their house every single year. So I'm looking forward to that. We Last year, my son got super, super sick right before Halloween. So my husband and my son stayed home. My daughter and I went to the party. It was really fun. But then he was still sick when trick-or-treating came around. So he was dressed up like Sonic the Hedgehog and I did the face paint and everything. And he like got up enough energy to go out on the town and do some do some trick-or-treating, but he faded fast, man. I just have this memory of the saddest, sickest little Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> trudging through the neighborhood. So last year, our trick-or-treating efforts were brief, and we're hoping for health this year so he can have a more robust Halloween experience. He's dressing like some kind of soccer player. Messi, I think, is the one that he chose. I don't know a thing about soccer, but it makes him happy. My daughter is being Darwin from the something world of Gumball. I don't know. She is doing a quote-unquote collab with her friend. There are being characters from that, so that's amusing. My husband and I are being Lucille Bluth and Buster from (laughs) Arrested Development. It's a fun costume. He's got a hook and a brightly colored sweater, and I've got a pantsuit and a martini glass. So anyway, we're gearing up for a fun Halloween this year, and I hope all of you are too. But I wanted to make sure I got this one out to you because 
You may have a house full of candy already and you may be panicking about it or you may be overeating it already or you may be holding off on buying it because you're dreading having it around or maybe you're even planning to turn your lights off and pretend you're not home so you don't have to deal with any of this. And I really want to help you out with that because I was the same way. I used to worry about this time of year so much too, especially when I was on restrictive diets because you have to work so hard to lose weight on those diets. So you're starving and struggling all the time to do all the crazy things you have to do to lose weight in those restrictive methods. You're feeling deprived all the time. You're using so much energy and so much willpower, and the whole thing feels hard. It feels so hard. And then a holiday comes along, especially Halloween, where it's just all about the very thing you're trying to avoid, the candy, right? And allowing yourself some candy will absolutely destroy your Weight Watchers points budget for the day or your calorie limit. And if you do want to have some, you'll have to balance it out by being even more restrictive for the rest of the day. And you're already starving. (laughs) You're already so restricted. Or God, if you're on keto, you can't even think about having the candy. That's completely forbidden. So on all of these diets, we restrict, restrict, restrict. And then when that gets to be too much or life starts to be stressful, the wheels just come off, right? (laughs) Like when you finally do cave and let yourself have some candy before you know it, you're eating all the candy, which maybe feels amazing in the moment, especially if you've been feeling so restricted. But then as soon as the candy's gone, you're sitting there with wrappers everywhere and you feel sick and awful and you're so mad at yourself and so regretful and just like pissed that you blew it all again. Guys, I know exactly how that goes because I did it for year after year after year too. But it doesn't have to be that way. And what I want to offer you today is a new way to approach Halloween candy that helps you feel in control rather than feeling like the candy is controlling you. And it's actually going to be a lot more fun than you probably think it is because the first step is, are you ready? Eating some candy. (laughs) What? Giving yourself permission to eat the damn candy rather than telling yourself you can't have it. Truly one of my favorite moments with clients when Maybe they're new clients and they're sharing with me about a certain food that feels like it has a lot of power over them. And it's a food that they just feel like they can't be trusted around. And when they finally do let themselves have it, they eat all of it way, way, way more than feels good in their bodies. And we're having this conversation about it. And my question for them is always like, well, are you putting that food on your plan like often? (laughs) Are you having it in your regular life, like all the time, daily? And they're like, what? Just mind blown. And I love that as a weight loss coach, my recommendation is actually to eat the food that you really struggle with more often. So if that's you with Halloween candy, as it was for me for so many years, here's my advice. Plan to eat some every day. Because if you start every day saying, I can't have the candy, the candy is going to blow all my weight loss progress, I can't lose weight eating candy, candy is a problem, I have to stay away, this is going to be so hard, I hate Halloween and the fact that it's making me deal with all of this, 
The whole holiday season is such a shit show. I always gain weight during the holidays. Guys, if that's your inner dialogue, check in with yourself. How do you feel? My guess is you feel pretty powerless, right? Because look at the power you're giving to the candy. It's just a hunk of ingredients in a wrapper. (laughs) We're like, I'm going to tell myself that I can't have it and tell myself I can't have it until it becomes this huge, scary monster in my life. And it's just the wrong approach. So instead, plan to have some every day. Because here's what happens. When we eat something every day, it starts to feel normal. It takes the power out of it, and it just becomes food, just like one option in a sea of a million options. So for me personally, I love Reese's White Chocolate Peanut Butter Ghosts. If you haven't tried one, please do. They're delicious. So that is my Halloween favorite. They're really good. I really like the salty peanut butter with the white chocolate. It's all really working for me. I even love the texture, like the white chocolate is kind of soft. And then, you know, that Reese's peanut butter has that like sandy texture. It's just so good. So I know I will be craving the white chocolate peanut butter ghosts. I love them. But if I told myself I can't have them, do you know how much I would be thinking about them? (laughs) Probably all day, every day. And then if I continued down that road and I continued to be like, no, 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 we're not having those I would think about them even more. Then they take on even more power. And that just grows and grows. But here I am not thinking about them obsessively because I know I'm going to have some. So it completely removes that forbidden fruit mentality that just leads us to overeating and out of control eating every single time. So instead, I know I'm going to have some candy. (laughs) I know I'm going to do it. So then I can start to ask myself, how do I want to approach this Halloween? It's a given that I'm having some candy, no doubt about that. It's 100% allowed even every single day if I want it. But then I can think ahead in a holistic, big picture way about everything I want. Because in the moment, I have this lower brain that's really only concerned with seeking pleasure and instant gratification, and it's just going to be telling me that the candy is the only thing I want. But let me just take a minute and bring in my prefrontal cortex, which again is my thinking, reasoning, logical, big picture side of my brain. Let me bring that into the mix and make sure we're thinking long-term, not just short-term. So What's an amount of candy that I feel good about eating? What's an amount that's going to feel good in my body? And how do I want to feel when I'm done eating this? How can I enjoy this candy so that I feel like I get to eat what I like, I'm not feeling deprived at all, and I get to feel physically how I want to feel after having it? Because we all know that feeling. Having more and more and more felt good in the moment But then 10 minutes later, ugh, we feel awful. So how can I enjoy what I want and eat in amounts that make me feel good too? And I really like to reflect on what's the whole purpose of Halloween? What's the purpose of candy in general? For me, in my opinion, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be a treat. It's meant to be a pleasant thing, like a pleasant, positive experience. And 
we have to be real with ourselves. Eating so much that you feel awful and like you want to puke after, it's not so fun. It doesn't feel good at all. And we're having candy because it's a little treat that's there to make us feel good. And we get that when we eat it in amounts that don't make us feel bad. So I love reflecting on what's the purpose of this candy and how can I make sure that I'm giving that to myself? Because if candy exists to bring joy and fun into my life, okay, a couple pieces will do that for sure. And you know what else will too? Stepping on the scale and seeing my weight loss progress or putting on a pair of jeans and sliding right into them rather than like, ugh, having to squeeze them on and struggle to button the button and then feel horribly uncomfortable in them. We all know how terrible that feels. But I found, I actually found a pair of jeans in my closet today that I haven't worn in years and years. They were jeans that I had, or they were jeans that I wore before having kids. And now jean styles are changing. And I was like, let me just try these on and see. Like I haven't had them on my body in literally 10 years. Probably more than that because my daughter's nine and a half. So I was pregnant for a lot of that time. So anyway, it's been a million years since I tried on these jeans. And they fit so easily. I'm wearing them right now as I record this. That's a super fun feeling. So yes, candy is fun. But overeating is not fun. And fitting into our jeans and looking and feeling the way we want to, that is very fun. So when I don't overeat the candy, I do get the fun experience and I also get the fun of wearing what I want and feeling good in it. So like I get double the fun. Let's be real about that. And so that's what I want you to start asking yourself. If I am absolutely allowed to have this candy, I give myself that permission What amount is right for me? Decide that ahead of time. Here's the amount that I feel good about eating. It allows me to really enjoy this. I don't feel deprived. And here's what I'm deciding from a place of empowerment is too much for me. This amount will not feel good to me, or it will keep me from my goals or keep me from feeling how I want to feel. And also you can decide what types of candy you really like. So what's so delicious and fun and worth it to you and which ones are totally skippable? It's not just a black and white, like I'm either eating all the candy or I'm eating none of the candy. It's like, no, let's take some time to think about this. I'm going to think about what I would really enjoy and what I don't really need. And again, this is you taking your power back over the candy. It doesn't control me. Here's what's worth it to me. And I'm going to truly enjoy what's worth it to me. And here's what I don't mind going without. So for me personally, that's always going to be my Reese's Ghosts. They are my number one. Totally worth it. But I like Twix. I like a Kit Kat. I'll plan to have a couple of those this year. Because going without those, I would feel deprived. I would feel like I'm missing out on a little something. But as I'm thinking through it, Milky Ways, I always find too sweet. Every time I have a bite, I'm like, you know what? This just isn't balanced in the way that I personally like. Or I don't really care about gummy candy. I'm not really crossing the street for a milk dud. Like all of those for me, skippable. Okay, so we're deciding the amount that's right from us. And we're from an empowered place choosing the varieties that are truly worth it. And we're skipping the ones that aren't. 
And then I want you to ask, how can I truly savor and enjoy this experience? How can I really be present for it and maximize my enjoyment of it? And the answer to that question is probably not zoning out completely with a huge bag in front of me. So maybe when I'm eating it, I'm not distracted. I'm not scrolling on my phone or completely checking out in front of the TV. Maybe you put the phone down or turn the TV off. Or I know some of us actually really enjoy that combination of food and TV. I certainly do sometimes. I'm not saying you can't have that. You just want to make sure you're just as focused on the experience of eating the candy as you are watching the screen. So, okay, let me tune in. Like while I'm watching, I don't want to get so lost that I'm not even present. Let me tune into what it tastes like and what the textures are like. Let me actually be here enjoying this candy as I am having this experience of having candy and watching TV or looking at my phone as well. And here's another thing. If I am finding that it is not as good as I thought it would be, I'm also going to give myself permission to not finish it. So sometimes we are very nostalgic about certain candies. And then when we're actually tuned in and present while we're eating them, we're finding this isn't as special as I remember. Like maybe they changed the recipe over time or Maybe my palate is more sophisticated than it was when I was a kid. I don't know. But this is not as good as I thought it was going to be. So I'm going to give myself permission not to finish it because it's not even that good. And then finally, in the moment when you're eating the candy, you just want to be aware of your thoughts. Because as I said, and as we've talked about on this podcast before, we all have a lower brain. And if you remember the three things your lower brain, which was really your survival brain throughout human history, the three things that motivate it are seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and doing what's easy to use as little energy as possible. So those are three things that eating something extremely pleasurable with that pleasure being in very concentrated amounts like it is in candy, right? Your lower brain, your survival brain, Of course, it's going to think that more is better, right? It is designed to seek pleasure, which is have more candy. It was designed to avoid pain, which is don't say no to yourself. It was designed to do what is easy and energy efficient. So like, yeah, don't build a new habit of stopping it enough. Don't even use the energy to think about it, right? So know that your lower brain is likely to mistakenly believe that more candy is better. And it might offer you some thoughts about having more than you planned. It's not a problem that it does this. You just want to know it's coming. So this is exactly why we think through in advance with the logical side of our brain, what's the amount of candy that's actually right for me? We think about that in advance with our prefrontal cortex so that we can reference that in these moments where our survival brain is like, no, no, more is better. (laughs) We're like, no, you're wrong here. Remember? We decided that we get the best long-term overall results when we stop at this pre-decided amount. So just know that your lower brain might offer you some thoughts in the moment and you can observe it. Oh, I notice my mind is trying to talk me out of stopping it enough. What's it saying to me? It's probably saying things like, doesn't matter if you have more, 
who really cares about your goal anyway? (laughs) Or this just tastes so good, we can't stop. You just want to catch those thoughts and really call them out as what they are, which is just lower brain survival brain offerings and be like, that's just my lower brain doing what it does. Here's what's actually more true. This is my favorite thing to remind myself of. This is actually what's more true. I had the candy. It was great. But stopping at this amount gives me what? List all the things for yourself. When I stop at this amount, I know I won't feel awful. I also know that I won't feel regretful. I'll continue losing weight this week and that feels amazing. I'm going to feel amazing on weigh-in day. And I'm going to reach my goal and feel so good in my clothes and I'm never going to have to think about weight loss ever, ever again, right? We want to make sure that we are talking back to our survival brain with what is more true when what it's mistakenly offering us is that more is better. It's just wrong. Just let your lower brain be wrong in these moments because truly you know better. So remember, Halloween and candy, supposed to be fun. (laughs) We get that fun and enjoyment without sabotaging our goals and feeling terrible at the end of all of it. Okay, so remember, the scary part of Halloween should not be the candy. (laughs) Go watch a scary movie. It's not the candy that should be scaring us. You've totally got this. This is the year you will feel in control and empowered around the Halloween candy. I know it. You totally get to enjoy it. I just want you to enjoy eating it and enjoy how you feel after. And enjoy how freaking amazing it feels to get to your goal and to live the rest of your life in a body that feels good to you and has the energy levels that feel good to you. You get all of it, my friends. It is not either or. It's not we get to indulge in some candy at the expense of our goals or we get absolutely no candy and we just have to feel deprived and restricted the whole holiday season so that we can get our goals. There is a way that you have both. And I really want you to spend some time asking yourself the questions that I posed in this podcast. So you really do get to have all of it. You get to have the candy that is truly special and delicious to you and worth it. And you get to feel good afterwards. You get to feel good for the rest of your life. You really do get both if you think about what that balance looks like and you honor it. So, all right, speaking of an honor, it was an honor to be here with you guys this week as always. And I will meet you right here next week. So have an absolutely beautiful day. I'll see you here next week. Bye. If you are ready to finally put this weight struggle behind you, I would love to invite you to book a free consultation with me. Listen, coaching is what takes reaching your goal from it's possible to, oh my God, it's happening. This podcast is a great resource, but if you find yourself listening in week after week, but never truly implementing what you're learning here, coaching will help you take these life-changing tools and concepts and apply them to your weight loss so you can finally get to your goal and icing on the cake, know that you'll stay there for life. It's not another quick fix that you'll quit after a few months. It is a total transformation from the inside out. Coaching gives you all the tools, mindset work, support, and accountability you need to guarantee that weight loss actually sticks this time. The consultation is totally free. It's no pressure, and it's a place where we can talk all about you. 
your unique challenges and struggles with weight loss and the work we can do together to solve this issue for you once and for all. It's a beautiful gift to give yourself. So go to the episode description in your podcast player for a link to book your free consultation, or you can head right over to www.kimberlyseversoncoaching.com to snag your spot on my calendar. I can't wait to see you there. Bye.